Psalms 119.105 Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs 4.20-22 My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. John 1, 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. From the above verses, we discover that God's word is a lamp and light to our feet, life and health to our flesh, the very creative power of God, and that his word is even defined as God. Revelation 19.13 speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, and says, His name is called the Word of God. Consider this marvelous verse, John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God, the Word, sent His only begotten Son to save that which was lost. The preaching of the cross is preached the world over. To some, it is the glorious salvation of their soul, but to most, it is damnation. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 through 21, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God sent his word to save that which is lost. Are you born again? Are you ready to embrace Jesus Christ, the word of God? Would you like to have all your sin and shame erased? Would you like a very real new beginning? Would you like the power to live a holy and victorious life? Then today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Luke 17, 20 through 21, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. God said, Ephesians chapter 3, 17 and 18, That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Man said the idea of an invisible God and an invisible kingdom has no root in science and is not worthy of intellectual consideration. Now the record. Today's science is struggling with discoveries that defy naturalistic explanations. They are discovering another dimension other than the three the physical world understands. Of course, God's children know there are four dimensions. Again, Ephesians three seventeen and 18, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. 
Today's science is tripping over the invisible realm. From the God said, man said feature, outside source in the quantum. Man has been given the opportunity to choose the shepherd that he will follow, whether that shepherd is Jesus Christ, who is life and life more abundantly, or Satan, whose M.O. is to kill, steal, and destroy. After this, the shepherd that's been chosen will lead in direct daily activity and bring one to his or her eternal destiny. Shepherds lead and sheep follow. That's what shepherds do, and that's what sheep do. The very famous 23rd Psalm reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We, as sons and daughters of God, are truly led by the Spirit of God, who is an outside source, who has come to dwell in us. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three. the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Those who choose Satan as a shepherd are also led by him and held captive by him. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.26, and, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Man has been given the opportunity by God to choose what shepherd and flock he attaches himself to, but once chosen, the shepherd he's chosen will lead. A man does not create the path of righteousness or the path of unrighteousness. These paths are of an outside source. Man simply chooses to travel that, that one, and that's what sheep do. When science begins to arrive at a truth, it eventually finds itself knocking at heaven's door, but it can't come in. Doors only entered through by children. Jesus said in Matthew eighteen two and 3, And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. In the June 2011 issue of Discover magazine under the heading The Hidden Reality, writer Brian Greene discusses the theoretical and evolving science behind the concept of black holes, wormholes, quantum physics, and a parallel universe or universes. These subjects have been addressed uh, on God said, man said, but in this feature, we will see today's scientists once again knocking on heaven's door. The following excerpts are from Green's article. While Andrew Hamilton delves into the extreme realities inside black holes, physicist Brian Green explains how properties at the black hole's surface, its event horizon, suggest the unsettling theory that our world is a mere representation of another universe, a shadow of the realm where real events take place. With its hegemony diminished, universe has given way to other terms that capture the wider canvas on which the totality of reality may be painted. 
parallel wor worlds or parallel universes or multi-universes or alternative universes or the metaverse, megaverse or multiverse. They're all synony synonymous, pardon me, and they're all among the words used to embrace not just our universe, but a spectrum of others that may be out there. If this line of reasoning is correct, then there are physical processes taking place on some distant surface that, much as a puppeteer pulls strings, are fully linked to the processes taking place in my fingers, arms, and brain as I type these words at my desk. Our experiences here and that distant reality there would form the most interlocked of parallel worlds. Phenomena in the two, I'll call them holographic parallel universes, would be so fully joined that their respective evolutions would be as connected as me and my shadow, end of quote. Yes, there is a parallel universe that is invisible to the natural eye. The Bible calls it the kingdom of God, and the amazing thing is that the believer is fully aware of it and literally traffics in it. Yes, there is an outside source, an outside shepherd, dictating actions and leading to a final destination. The amazing thing is that we choose the shepherd. When science comes knocking at the door, it will discover that the children of the kingdom were already there the whole time. End of quotes. God said Manset has published numerous features dealing with the primacy of words and several tying this concept into science's understanding of the quantum world. Proverbs 18.21 displays this staggering truth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We have addressed the supernatural and scientific reality, that everything is a product of God's words, literally. We have discussed science's discoveries into the quantum world that is knocking at the very door of the invisible God and his invisible kingdom. We have discussed photons, which are energy and the source of all physical matter, and that photons are a measurement of light. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. We now know that light and words are fully interchangeable. Even as Psalms 119, 130 reads, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. The following excerpts are from the God said, man said feature on earthly abilities. Many scientists are initially perplexed when they discover the smallest building blocks of life are particles that deny Newtonian materialistic explanations. It is at this juncture that the theory of quantum physics is employed. Keep firmly in mind that you and everything you see has been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by the word of God. Everything is made out of God's words. If this biblical principle is true, then we should find evidence everywhere, and we do. Today's scientific minds continue to confirm the Word of God written thousands of years ago, secrets that only the Creator Himself could know. Bruce Lipton, Lipton pardon me, Ph.D., a stem cell biologist who taught at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine, performed pioneering studies at Stanford University, and authored and co-authored numerous books, makes some telling statements in his book, the Biology of Belief. We've lifted the following excerpts for your perusal. Excerpt number one. No, there has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. 
So in our world, material substances appear out of thin air. Kind of weird when you think about it. Here you are holding this physical book in your hands, yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. Excerpt number two. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Kahn Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material world. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe. The universe's immaterial, mental, and spiritual live and enjoy. Excerpt number three. The fact is that harnessing the power of your mind can be more effective than the drugs you have been programmed to believe you need. The research I discussed in the last chapter found that energy is a more efficient means of affecting matter than chemicals. Excerpt number four. The brain's function is to coordinate the dialogue of signal molecules within the community. Consequently, in a community of cells, each must acquiesce control to the informed decisions of its awareness authority, the brain. The brain controls the behavior of the body's cells, end of quote. Finally, Dr. Lipton writes, Biological behavior can be controlled by invisible forces, including thought. What then are Dr. Lipton and others saying? One, atoms appear out of thin air. Two, the universe is not material, it is mental and spiritual. Three, thoughts, silent words, can activate or inhibit the cell's function producing proteins. Four, harnessing the power of your mind can be more effective than drugs. Five, each of your 50 trillion plus cells must acquiesce control to the brain. Six, biological behavior can be controlled by invisible forces, including thoughts or words. What is perplexing to so many scientists is fully explained in the Bible. All things have been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Science, employing the most sophisticated atomic microscopes, concludes that the universe is immaterial. It is mental and spiritual. Science, welcome aboard. Harnessing the unimaginable power of words is not a concept that you put in place and forget about continuing on life's journey, but it is a lifelong quest that requires daily attention. These features are not promoting the power of positive thinking, which is only backed by the individual's ability to maintain a positive position, but rather the positive creation words of God mixed with childlike faith and, and being supported by a very real supernatural one-on-one -on -one intervention, end of quotes. Dr. Caroline Leaf, in her book, Switch On Your Brain, teaches in some detail the creative and destructive power of words, as well as the thought process and the principle of quantum entanglement. Dr. Leaf is a communication pathologist and audiologist working in the field of neurosciences, 1985. Her pioneering work on neuroplasticity, that changes in thinking actually change the brain and can affect behavioral change, Pave the way for her current research on how scientific principles are supported by scripture and vice versa. Excerpts concerning quantum science from Dr. Leaf's book follow. Quantum physics is a way of explaining how the things that make up atoms work and makes sense of how the smallest things in nature work. Quantum means energy. 
and quantum physics tells us how electromagnetic waves like light waves and particles work. Quantum mechanics is the mathematical framework used to describe this energy and how it works. Using quantum physics, scientists can describe, predict, and quantify how we choose among a myriad of options. This is the way of measuring free will or describing it using a mathematical formula. In essence, quantum physics says that your consciousness affects the behaviors of subatomic particles. Particles move backward and forward in time and appear in all possible places at once, and the universe is connected with transfers of information that are faster than light. Quantum theory converts science's conception of humans from being mere cogs in a gigantic mechanical machine to being free-thinking agents whose conscious choices affect the physical world. This is called the observer effect. The observer determines the direction in which the possibilities may collapse. In the quantum universe, as we, the observers, affect phenomena, space and time, we turn possibilities into realities. Mind changes matter. Here is a simple way of understanding this observer effect. Each day as you go through the events and circumstances of life, you are faced with a multitude of possibilities to choose, from what to wear in the morning and how you are going to react to the email you have just received. There is an endless array of possible choices you can make at any one moment in time, but it is you, with your ability to think, who directs the choice. So you collapse all the possibilities into one choice. Eggs for breakfast. I will not be upset by the tone of this email, or I will not say can't today. So as you choose, you collapse the probability into an actuality. Satan, the father of lies, will come at you with a thousand negative probabilities. But you always need to remember that a probability has no power. It only becomes powerful when you believe that lie and collapse the probability into an actuality. This is how evil is birthed. Quantum physics has multiple definitions, but the original Copenhagen formulation of quantum theory made by Niels Bohr's of Copenhagen University in 1927 is considered the granddaddy of the definitions. It states that the free choices made by human subjects are a subjectively controllable variable, which simply means that you control your choices. Quantum mechanics can be used to prove that thinking and choosing are real and measurable. The way you experience your feelings, the way you interface with your thoughts, and the kind of attention you give them will change how your brain functions. The law of entanglement in quantum physics states that relationship is the defining characteristic of everything in space and time. Because of the pervasive nature of the entanglement of atomic particles, the relationship is independent of distance and requires no physical link. Everything and everyone is linked and we all affect each other. The law of entanglement has a biblical correlation, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. If you are not doing what God put you on, to, on the earth to do, your divine sense of purpose, then even though you may not know me, you are still affecting my life. We should insert here an example that readily confirms Dr. Leaf's assertion that what one thinks and promotes affects the lives of others. Hollywood plants and glamorizes the spiritual seed of sexual promiscuity in the face of God's strict prohibition against all fornication, any sexual activity outside the marriage bed. Is this really a victimless crime, as some claim? 
The individual's decision to embrace the spirit of disobedience cascades down, creating a host of victims that none can escape. Children are born out of wedlock, abortion, adultery, broken homes, fatherless children, sexually transmitted diseases, and a myriad of government remedies to affect the problems, which create a mountain of tax debt that every American spends hours and hours of his or her life to pay. Victimless? I don't think so. Dr. Leaf continues, We are all part of God, so this interconnectedness is not surprising. Your intentions, your prayers, and your words towards others will have impact because of this law. We see this in the scripture. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much, James 5.16. In fact, we are so entangled that our intentions alter not only our own DNA molecules, but the DNA molecules of others as well. An ingenious experiment set up by the Hearth Math Foundation determined that genuine positive emotion, as reflected by a measure called heart rate variability, directed with intentionality towards someone actually changed the way the double helix DNA strand coils and recoils. And this goes for both positive and negative emotions and intentions. Other research shows that even 30 seconds a day of direct heartfelt intention will accumulatively alter not only your own destiny, but impact the lives of others in this generation and the next three at least. Look at the story of the woman in Matthew chapter 9, 20 through 22, who bled for 12 years. She was so desperate for her healing that when she heard about the man called Jesus who heals, she started directing her intentions with each bit of information she received, cumulatively building a physical thought in her mind of her healing and believing it in her heart. In effect, she was applying Genesis 11.6 and Hebrews 11.1. In this way, she developed her faith and aligned herself with the healing power of God, and in doing so, she built a root thought and acted upon it. She collapsed all the probabilities in the one which said, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Furthermore, her entanglement with God was activated by her choice to believe in her heart and confess with her mouth. There was no cognitive dissonance in her that day, meaning she wasn't thinking one thing and confessing another. Science shows the beauty of what happens when we align with God. Science is the way God shows us that we are part of Him, and when we follow His laws, we reap the benefits. I honestly believe that by applying our intelligence, we can be developed and trained. We can become amazingly good at understanding how to practice the presence of God. End of quotes. All-encompassing interconnectivity is addressed by G.E. Schwartz, Ph.D., in his book, The G.O.D. Experiments. Dr. Schwartz is a professor of psychology, medicine, neurology, psychiatry, and, and surgery at the University of Arizona. He earned his doctorate from Harvard and has served as a professor of psychology and psychiatry at Yale University. Dr. Schwartz writes, All physical objects, from atoms and chemicals through organisms and planets, including solar systems and galaxies, are interconnected in various degrees by electromagnetic fields, as well as gravitational fields. Since all this information interconnected and communicated by invisible fields is circulating throughout the universe, we are all to some extent sharing the same information. This is a simple way to understand what is sometimes called the holographic universe. Sabrina proposed that 
our challenge as individuals and as a species was to learn how to receive and interpret this wealth of circulating information and associated energy. Physics tells us that the information energy field connections are all there, waiting to be processed and actualized. I found their logic convincing and compelling. End of quote. If science probes into the mysteries of the invisible, gravity, electromagnetic fields, quantum physics, and more, they are beginning to discover the very invisible God and His invisible kingdom. Persons and places the born-again have not only understood, but participate in on a daily basis. The biblical record concerning man's interaction with the Godhead and heavenly angels, as well as the principle of the body of Christ, the invisible kingdom of God, and the supernatural power of prayer are, as you should suspect, true and righteous altogether. God said Luke 17, 20 and 21, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God within you. God said, Ephesians 3, 17 and 18, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Man said, the idea of an invisible God and an invisible kingdom has no root in science and is not worthy of intellectual consideration. Now you have the record.